podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You can read into that and go, well, it's the differential that got you there. But I sat here two weeks ago and went, fuck, did I buy him for? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around £50,000. My name is Hitch. And my name is James. I don't know if... Uh, He's magic, you know. Adibayo. Elijah Adibayo. <laughs> I don't know if... Um, Sky is worse than FPL for looking at your rank in the middle of a week. Yeah. but Is it worse? Because the thing is, in Sky, can you can change things in the middle of the week, whereas you FPL, can. you kind of can't. So you're, you're locked in, right? Um, but I do feel like uh, Sky, for me, feels worse, potentially. But also the points, you get so many more points in Sky because of tier points. The swings are bigger as well. And so it's kind of like, it feels really weird today to be looking at points and rank one, one day into a, a set of fixtures when there's going to be so many moves. But... Obviously, if you own Adebayo, you're doing all right, aren't you? I never doubted him for a second, guys. Nice. <laughs> just, um, just out of interest to counterbalance no, that. No, I didn't captain him. I know someone who did. How though. many Brighton have you got? Still three? Yeah, I've got oh, three Brighton. You know? yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, well, you've, you've had three Brighton players yesterday. I only had uh, three players yesterday. Watkins, Saliba and Van Heck. Uh, so Watkins, captain, 18 points. Saliba's uh, five-pointer and Van Heck's minus one. So Adebayo's done well, but you've had two extra players from Brighton that have delivered nothing so far. Not true. Pascal Gross, five-pointer, mate. Okay, two, not bad. Two, two tackles. Tackling away. No passing. We'll away at Luton. It. Yeah. Crazy. So, um, again, it's like who's going to be using transfers, who's not, and that kind of thing. But you can't – it's like uh, Jota the other day, right? Take those points and run. How many did you get yesterday? Like uh, 50 points? 46. Not bad. I got 22. 46, so Small I, rank drop for me. I kept, in, I kept in Watkins as well, which was a straightforward decision for me. I know Saliba's obviously nearly – Nearly beat it, obviously, bar for the the late goal. But you knew I really fan- I really fancied Villa to do well against Newcastle last yeah, night. Yeah, when they were 2-0 they well down, um, I did think, Salih and, and Arsenal were winning comfortably. Uh, I did think, uh, why did we get sucked into this with... I mean, you said it on your deadline stream as well. Villa's best home record in the league so far this Newcastle's season. Newcastle's second worst away. You go with those stats, but obviously Newcastle are a good team. It's not not a walkover, regardless. Um, so yeah, it ended up being a difficult one. But I did I did captain Watkins like you as well, and over Saliba. And in the end, it's worked out okay. It hasn't for you because you had a player that scored more points than him. So in theory, got the wrong captain. But what you saying? I should have captained Adebayo. Of course you should. Home fixture against Brighton. Of course you should. No, obviously not. Right. Um, but you got the points, and with differentials like that, where they're lowly owned, you don't um, need to captain them to get a rise. It would have helped you massively. No, I mean, I, I think back to last Wednesday, I basically opened the, the podcast, or maybe it might have been Wednesday before, saying kind of regret with the overhaul decisions and that he was in it was the primary reason. And I said, look, I, I guess if he gets a shot here against Brighton, then he's He's done the job. We'll move him on to a Man City player. That that was the plan. 
that was definitely not in the script last night. And it doesn't make me go, oh my God, shit, I'm going to keep him. He's now got six goals in seven games. And I'm going to fire his ass straight out of that team now. <laughs> I don't if, care. <laughs> there's a big if with that. What's the if? If the robot is available. No, because um, we think, based on a lot of the ITK stuff that was going around just ahead of last night's FPL deadline, we think Haaland isn't going to start tonight. He's certainly going to be involved. Um, and Guardiola pretty much kind of guaranteed that he'll probably come off the bench. I'll just go to Bruin. Right, OK. And I'll go, I'll go and get Haaland on Monday. Right. Now that the City-Brentford game stays on the Monday... Um, there's there's another entry point. So I would have been looking, if Holland and De Bruyne were both in the team tonight, my plan would have been Adebayo to one and one of the Brighton players to another. Brighton have got Palace at home on Saturday. I'm not forcing one of them out, despite what happened last night, to go, oh, I want Holland's, you know, 20 minutes off the bench or something. No, I'll, I'll leave it till Monday. Yep, I'm going to be buying one for Saliba today. And my preference would be Holland, obviously, but... We don't know if he's in a team just or say, not. If the Bruins not in the City team either, I'm still selling Adebayo. Yeah. Even if that's so the case. Where would you go then? Liverpool? Uh, would I, it probably, I probably would punt something like Jota, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe even or, or Richarlison for four games and then moved out on to, to something else, which can be done. You can sort of move it into like a Palace player or something maybe. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be selling Adebayo tonight. It's not a... A doubt in my mind about it, to be totally honest. Good, good. Uh, some big games today. Obviously, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Brentford, City, Burnley. There's going to be a lot of involvement for, for Sky managers. City is is kind of the steaming point, potentially. Many will have a Tottenham player, whether it's a Romero or Richarlison. Uh, some, like me, would have punted on Ivan Tony. So I do hope he tears you a new one today, James. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, Palmers, Van Dykes. But if he tears me a new Jota. one, it's going to harm your Romero clean sheet, isn't it? Yes, but Tony's ownership is at 17%, whereas Romero's is going to be, ooh, 0.6. I am shocked. I thought Romero's ownership was going to be higher than Tony's. The reason Romero's ownership, just, you, you just watch shit yourself. <laughs> been so confused. Honestly, um, because he was flagged before... The, Overall starting. Most people didn't think it, he was it. going to play at Manchester United. That 0.6% in the top 1,000 is the patrons I, I told that I think you'll play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gambled with 600 it. people. And it, it probably maths is, the maths is maths. Six, 600, it's not 600, it's 60, isn't it? You're, uh, you're right. Yeah. It's definitely the patrons <laughs> with that number of people. Was it 0.6? 0.6 in the top 1,000. In the top 1,000, it's six people. Is that right? No, 60. 60, 60. people. Yeah, they're all Planet FPL patrons, Come your maths. They're all Planet FPL patrons. Yeah. Um, wow. I, did, I didn't expect to see that. So huge differential tonight. Oh, so screw you, Tony. Come on, Romero. Clean sheet. Thank and, you. And uh, nodding a goal for me as well. Don't do your uh, double-footed stuff or uh, elbow anyone <laughs> in the face, please. Um, let's talk a little bit about fixtures. We did on the FPL show um, at the start of the week in terms of uh, the FA Cup doubles, blanks that are around the corner. Premier League being Premier League, failed to keep another promise, James, and only gave us <laughs> one week of March fixtures, uh, yeah. which has one single game day, uh, Arsenal-Sheffield United. 
So I'll, I'll scan over this because we did so much on it on uh, Monday's podcast. I think the first thing, obviously, important to clarify, Man- Brentford and Man City next Monday, obviously, stays as the Monday. Yes. We knew previously that Brentford's game at West Ham on Monday the 26th was going to stay on the Monday because of uh, Manchester City's... Uh, sorry, West Ham and Brentford's elimination from the FA Cup means that fixture doesn't have to move. We haven't yet, at time of recording, at 10.20am on Wednesday, January the 31st, got confirmation of a Liverpool-Luton fixture that most of us expect to be announced for Wednesday the 21st of January. But it's not a guarantee. It is if they use their brains. I can't promise you that the Premier League will use their brains. Essentially, they need to announce this fixture and to get on with it because it's three weeks away today. Get on with it. Um, I said on Monday's pod that I thought if it got to Friday and it wasn't announced, we'd have to start thinking, well, it's not going to happen. What would be the reason to be waiting at this point and not announce it this week? So, you know, with each passing hour, the percentage of the probability of that extra game going in becomes a little bit less. Um, As you said, we've got fixtures for the opening weekend of March. We have a single game day, Monday night football, Sheffield United against Arsenal. That does not obviously cause any major alarm. It's an absolute certainty. All of us will go into that game with an Arsenal player. Um, There is a case, and I think some will do this, there is a case to sell Arsenal players tonight. I think most who've got Saka... I'm selling Saliba Are you going to do it? Yeah, it's my only way to get to uh, a, a Man City player. I mean, the only other two players I had playing yesterday were Ollie Watkins. I'm not selling him before Sheffield United. And uh, Van Heck. And he's my backup captaincy coverage for the Sheffield United game that he has. So yeah. that, that Sheffield United postponement adds a lot of sense to potentially doing that further down the line. Because I think you could sell now. Yes, you're going to miss a few games. I think importantly, you've got Watkins, haven't you? Yes. That will still cover you for Sunday the 11th of February when Arsenal go to West Ham and Villa play Manchester United. The other two fixtures, other than the Liverpool game, um, Burnley away and Newcastle at home are reasonable fixtures, but they're also the same day as Manchester City, so it's certainly not going to be captain. Um, And then you can go back in for what I think will likely be Sheffield United away and Brentford at home, three for zero over some teams with one, at least one, could even be two, effective captaincies, and then sell again. Obviously, if Chelsea go out of the Cup and the Chelsea fixture is on in the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend, then it would probably just be a keep and it might then be effective four for ones or five for ones. I'm looking at Saliba and thinking at the moment, I'm definitely going back to him specifically. If I was sitting there with Saka and no Saliba, I'd definitely be selling Saka. But the fact that I'm fairly certain it will be Saliba I go back to, I'm not convinced about selling. Yeah, I get that. But the thing for me of selling Saliba is I'm buying the well, Bruno Hall. You haven't got another way. I've got 9.7 in the bank. I've I, got so. 7.4 in the bank. So money's not the problem, but I, don't, I, don't, I can't sacrifice any of my other players, James. I'm not selling uh, any of the players that haven't played yet before a fixture game. So Saliba's the only one. Plus, who am I buying? I'm buying Holland or De Bruyne who have such a high ceiling that it can, makes absolute sense, whereas Saliba kind of ticks along at 10 points. Liverpool, West Ham away, two difficult-ish fixtures. So I think um, it makes sense over that to, to go to the City 3-1 three, three at least. 
And if something happens, I can go back in the West Ham well, game. Well, I think City as a, as a relationship to Arsenal is quite important to, to clarify, and it's part of that March announcements as well. So City play Manchester United on, on the Sunday, the third. The other game that's been announced for that day is Burnley against Bournemouth. So it's just another Manchester City captaincy. All the City's games that they've got between now and then look like, yep, captain that's a City, City player. Yeah, it really does. Now, the chances are, because of the extra fixture with Brentford, and the fact there's obviously an entry point tonight is another one on Monday. And you've got the second Brentford fixture is another entry point. Yeah, there's a few of us who are going to get stacked with a few City players here. I think you know, people are going to have probably at least three once Haaland's back in most cases, even if that's just Haaland, Rodri plus one more. What you've got to think about with City, though, is you can get all these players when are you coming off. And this does also add to the idea of selling your Arsenal players because between now and Arsenal going to Sheffield United... City have seven games, Arsenal have four. And that, United at home, is probably going to be the exit point for City. So then you've only got the exit to Arsenal the next day. Now, if Arsenal and Chelsea goes ahead in that cup court final weekend, it might be move two or three City players to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Could, well, even, once could even be the well case. Moved. And that's purely because the following week, City go to Liverpool. Toughest fixture you can have, basically. The week after... Um, they're scheduled to play Brighton, but that's the FA Cup court final weekend. So if Ivor makes it through, that game will be postponed. Then after that, it is it's, Arsenal. Ar- it's Arsenal at home. Now, what you need, of course, is you need another re-entry point. Um, what you don't want is City to play Arsenal on Saturday the 30th, Villa on Tuesday the 2nd, and then Crystal Palace Saturday the 6th. And that could happen. It could be that they go first. Um, but it might be that just on that point, you go, well, it did City, sod the game. And I think probably you'd probably keep one about anyway. Something like a Holland would possibly just sit there rather than Exodus and sell everything. But if you were going, say, four, five, six City, you're not going to want to hold all of it over that period. No. So we won't get the April fixtures till, oh, I'm going to guess, probably three, four weeks from now. We might get the two remaining weekends in March before the end of this week. I suspect it might be next week now. But there are bits that we already know on that on those two weekends. So as I've said, Arsenal-Brentford will be the Friday or more likely the Saturday. It won't be the Sunday or Monday because of Arsenal's involvement in the Champions League. They play Porto on the Tuesday afterwards. We also know that obviously all the teams in Europa competition will play on the Sunday or Monday. That includes City at Liverpool. It also includes Villa Tottenham. So that's an obvious re-entry point for Tottenham because we know that Tottenham are definitely going to play Fulham in the FA Cup quarter-final weekend. And it could even be a Friday night again. Um, Burnley-Brentford is the other game we definitely know is on in FA Cup quarter-final weekend. And it's the same for that FA Cup quarter-final weekend as well. Any team that's playing someone that's in Europa competition, the game will be the Sunday. And in that week specifically, definitely the Sunday rather than the Monday because it's international week. So there definitely won't be any Monday night football in that game week. But for example, if West Ham and Villa becomes the game that's on on that weekend... It could be, looking at the other scheduled fixtures for that Sunday, that it's a single game day on Sunday, March the 17th. It's not implausible that we have three games, uh, Burnley-Brentford, Fulham-Tottenham and West Ham-Villa. And in that scenario, I think there's every chance it'd all be single game day fixtures as well. But then it's easy enough, isn't it? Tony, Tottenham, Watkins slash Bowen. Yep. I don't think it'd be a huge drama. I think uh, Liverpool... 
as well as a steam in. Not tonight. Well, I mean, if it's your flavour and you feel like you've got enough city, go for it. Um, for Arsenal as well, assuming that the looting game gets slotted in there where you say it's going to, because then they've got a run of Burnley, Brentford, Luton, Forest before you can come off them to go to Arsenal before they play Man City and then probably will have a blank against Everton. So um, Liverpool are another one where if you don't want to put all your eggs in the City basket and you want to split it across the two, they do have good fixtures. Uh, okay, Arsenal's going to be a difficult one, but all the others after that four games are pretty decent and will provide you an alternative. Remember though, if that Luton fixture doesn't get added back in and we if still think it will, then... They're a fixture short of the majority of teams, right? We need, they need to announce it before the weekend. If they don't, they're idiots. But we've already established that they are a little well, bit. The thing is as well, you can enter Liverpool on Sunday. It's Chelsea at home tonight. It's not, not the best fixture. And obviously Arsenal is not on Sunday as well. But the point is, you can come off, say, if you've got multiple Brighton assets like me. I'm, I'm looking at that now and going, well, would I go something like Gross to Jota now? Probably a, a little bit more information and wait for Sunday would, would, would be the same, I think, near enough. What's your thoughts around our focus is very narrow now? City, Liverpool, City, Liverpool. What not, are we not missing? Not necessarily. I think like there's definitely a case to get Tottenham tonight. Um, whether that's a, a Romero, a Porro. I spoke a couple of weeks ago about maybe needing to, needing to shove like a dunk to Romero to enable back Salah in the longer term. I don't think I'm going to do that though. Um, Madison, Richarlison. There's a few there you can go, right? You s- Madison's going to go into tonight with no ownership. It's a huge differential if he's in the team and obviously you will see it tonight. Yep. And I think in that case... It's probably the four games, and then you move that on to something playing on the, the Sunday if you're short. So it might even be back to Brighton. It might be a Manchester United player if you want to punt that against Luton. It might be he's magic, you know, Elijah Radebayo. You've got Everton Crystal Palace a single game down the Monday. There won't be a lot of ownership for at the moment. Uh, and then obviously the extra City fixture on the Tuesday, possibly extra Liverpool fixture on the Wednesday, right? So there's still a case to maybe go in for the four games. It probably is two transfers. Unless, of course, you want to hold it through because you, you're definitely going to want some Tottenham for once you get into that Fulham period and the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. So there's still a case to do it. Tottenham's fixtures are good. The one really bad fixture, despite being one fixture short, is Villa away. And that doesn't look as bad based on what I watched last night. For Tottenham? Yeah, well, of course it Well, very it's, far in the future. For me, it's a, if I'm going into Tottenham, I'm going in for four games... And then what will be after that will be after that. If I end up needing to hold, I will. But my plan would be to, after the Wolves at home game, know that I'm moving it on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, um, in finding uh, potential other areas where there might be points. Like Manchester United, Wolves, West Ham at home, Villa away, Luton, a Hoyland as a punt maybe. Uh, wouldn't be going anywhere near Manchester United personally. No, I know. I, what, I'm, what I'm hoping for, James, is that you're going to say, well, look, we can't just all go towards the same players. Like, I'm no. in a very different situation to you. I'm chasing a little bit. I want to find someone that's got the opportunity to be explosive and will have reasonably low ownership, um, so, which I can come off quite easily as well. And United offer that. Yeah, I think look, if the City lineup isn't to my liking tonight, I've mentioned looking at Liverpool or perhaps Tottenham, but I think West Ham or Wolves tomorrow could certainly yeah. be looked at as well. West Ham's case, you obviously know there's that single game day with Brentford. I think if you buy a Bowen or a Kudos, um, then there's every chance you captain them as well. 
Yep. So over areola, I would. Yeah. 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 I think so. Um, and it will be handy for you further down the line. There is a case to say again. Look, wait a bit, and you can re-enter on Sunday the eleventh the Arsenal game if you know, say, the West Ham Villa game is going to go ahead. And of course, you can come back for the Brentford single game day. This is the problem with the West Ham Wolves. Entering Thursday is fine, but I think you're entering Thursday with the the later thinking as well of those single game days, and you can just enter on the single game days, right? It's similar for Wolves with that Sheffield United fixture. So if you take Wolves, for example, I mentioned Cunha quite a lot before overhaul and I still think that's a reasonable one if people want to do it particularly if it's a case of finding money um, and it might even be one that say you're sitting there now and you I can't get to De Bruyne and Haaland if hypothetically Haaland's in the team with De Bruyne and you're thinking well I can't get there I wouldn't mind if people went Cunha now knowing that he's like a certainty to play tomorrow night if that helps enable it you know what I mean if you're like 0.6 short or something you need to go like a dunk to Cunha and then you're going to captain Cunha tomorrow night. It's not ideal play, but I think it's highly likely you get away, highly likely you get away with it. But the reality is, two of their next four are Chelsea away and Tottenham away. And then there's gains off other teams that you can get off. So if you're sitting on a Wolves player after the Tottenham game, you're going to look at a City player and go, it's Brentford, Bournemouth, I can load up more here before Sheffield United. So I really think for Wolves particularly, it's probably come back on the single game day against Sheffield United. Also factoring that Huang will be back by then and it might be that he's the best choice possibly. For West Ham, if you're getting in like a Bowen or a Kudos, yeah, I think there's more case to really look at that tomorrow night. Yep. And if the City team's not to my liking tonight, that might be the decision I make and go, yeah, do you know what? Jared Bowen, prior to doubt against Sheffield United, would have been part of my longer-term plan. Should I go back there? Yes, maybe so. We need to talk about the Salah effects on this as well. Mm-hmm. Egypt's, right. Egypt's out. obviously out of AFCON. But he is but also he not fit. He's injured. He definitely will not be involved against Chelsea or Arsenal, which means if you want to buy him back, you are going to be buying him back without gain. Unless you wait for the Luton game, if it is announced, that, of course, is de- determined on whether he's back available or the not. The only caveat to that is if you've got an injury, James. So, like, obviously, if he if you buy him to fix an injury, then you are getting a fixture game because your players are out. Uh, but we don't wish injury on anybody. So, hopefully, that's not the situation. But that's the only chance where it will be a fixture-neutral kind of move. Look, you will see the team against Brentford. I think if you're sitting there, you see the team against Brentford, Saturday, 17th February, and Mo Salah is in that team, and the Luton game is going afterwards, then there's a case to go by. But you're probably then holding him through the blank week, then playing him against Nottingham Forest, and then arguably selling straight after that. And again, it might have to be moved to Arsenal. That might be how it sits. So, my instinct, by the way, at the moment is that he probably won't be back. And I said this a few weeks ago, that I thought we'd probably end up going without Salah for a really long time. I would maybe take the course of action that if he isn't back for the Burnley game, even if the loot and extra goes there, I might just go, yeah, do you know what? Van Dijk suits me for that. Then he blanks. Then it's Forrest. Yes, he'll be the best captaincy for that, but I can take him on again with Van Dijk or a Watkins or if I've got a Tottenham player at that point. Um, so it might be that I've, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not going to close the door on Salah, but let's say I'm not leaving it open. 
I'm not leaving it open with he's definitively part of yeah, the plan at yeah, this yeah, moment. Yeah. I feel like with Van Dyke and uh, Jota at the moment, I've got enough coverage there. So um, it's not desperate. But then I'm also rose tinted glasses at the moment because Jota's just come in all in the last game. So, uh, And if he does again today, it's really going to put Salah lower down uh, the pecking order. Let's talk a little bit about captaincy. So tonight is going to be a City player. At the moment, I've got Rodri and, and Foden, but I'll be adding De Bruyne or Haaland, whichever is, is available now. Captain... One of those two. Um, should they all not be available and it's just Foden and Rodri, then I actually will go with Jota, I think. Really? Yeah. I think Liverpool can do some damage to Chelsea tonight. I really do. So first game... Uh, no, the FA Cup game was obviously... It was at Anfield, wasn't it, the FA Cup game? Which one? Oh, the weekend for Liverpool. Yes. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's the first league game after Klopp's announced his kind of... I think the demotion came out Sunday. Yeah, now it's focused on the still, football now, Yeah, match. exactly, which is even worse for Chelsea. I think they're going to do some damage today, if I'm really you honest with you. don't think Man City are going to do some damage tonight. Yeah, Man City different. haven't played for five days. They don't play again for five days. This they, is rare they, for they City. They'll do damage any time, they James. Might, but, they um, might put the foot down tonight. City are the type that will spread it around everywhere. I, I f- and obviously, look, I should add always with every sentence. I'm chasing a little bit, so yep. have a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, it would, it'll be De Bruyne or Haaland. If neither of them, and I don't buy another City attacker, then it's going to be Jota for me. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, as I said, I don't think I'll be buying Haaland tonight. If he's in the team, I will. And I, and I would captain him. If he's in the team, it's Haaland. But it doesn't look like he will be. So who I go with out of the other three, if De Bruyne's in the team, and I've also got Foden and Rodri, is going to be dependent on the whole team. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of speculation that Cole Walker is not going to play tonight. We've seen several FPL accounts left him on the bench last night. It seems a little bit fishy. Now, Walker and Gvardio have kind of been holding the touchline, or Walker's been doing it and Doku's been doing it. I would like to captain Foden from the rest, I think, tonight and chase the upside on that. However, I need Jeremy Doku in the team, I think, to do that. And I also need to feel that whoever plays right back for Manchester City is going to be able to push up down the touchline. <laughs> Otherwise, there's a strong possibility based on the team that Foden might end up hugging the touchline. Now, if that's the case, it's not that he can't return. He can, it's Phil Foden. But I think I lose a lot of the upside on that. There's a chain of things that I would want to see. So I would want... Ideally, I'd want to see Carl Walker in the team. Ideally, I'd want to see Bernardo Silva in the team as well. Ideally, I'd want to see Matteo Kovacic in the team. If I get those things all happen and it looks like it's probably not going to be Walker, then I think I'm going to go Foden. I chase the upside. It's all about where I think he's going to play tonight. And if I think he plays in a central role, then I want to go Foden. The one that would almost definitely rule me out of captain him is if Oscar Bob starts. I'd look at something else. Okay. I'd go with De Bruyne or Rodri. Uh, West Ham tomorrow for you, Ariola. I only own Ariola tomorrow, yeah. so I've got no choice but Ariola. Um, Dominic Slanky's on for a hat-trick tomorrow though no doubt about it yeah there's Bowen Kudos I'll give a little bit of thought later today I don't think I'm going to go down that route you'd have a preference for which one Serge? Bowen Bowen yeah shot tears headers off corners yeah I'd go Bowen I'd still I'd go Bowen yeah I think so but Kudos is a decent alternative if you're a bit shorter right? no what, doubt what, what price is Kudos I will double check that for you James I'll bet oh, I'll okay. beat you to it uh, go on then uh, I'm going to try I'm on a different screen 
Uh, 8.1. So it's only 0.7 difference. I'd go Bowen. I keep thinking I want... If I decide to go for something alternative to City tonight, I get the draw of Jota, and it's the idea of that extra fixture. I do know exactly what I'm getting off Bowen. And there's probably a captaincy in there that probably wouldn't be in there for Jota. So it does cancel out. So Bowen might come back into my thoughts where I go, yeah, shit, for whatever reason I go, I'm, I'm not selling Adebayo today, but under that circumstance, I'll definitely go Bowen tomorrow, I think. I think best captaincy would be him. I think Cunha is reasonable if you've got, yes, it'll probably be Ariola for me. Sunday, uh, Saturday, sorry, uh, the weekend, I'm going Ollie Watkins, Sheffield United away. It's pretty straightforward. I don't have the most amount of coverage. Like Van Heck, Palace at home, not for me. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to end up with... Uh, Ollie Watkins is a good captaincy option. If you've got any Newcastle kicking around, maybe they, they would be a good option. Sheffield United have replaced League One Wes with League Two Evo now in goal. <laughs> Um, they're scoring at the other end though now at in, least in a, which is something for in Sheffield a weird United. way as well I think Watkins being away to Sheffield United because there might be a psychological well he blanked at home to them away from home might be better Yeah, and they've conceded what eight since this fella's gone in cold mm. so yeah I think Watkins I think um, your likes of Romero come into play Everton have gone I think three league games without scoring you will obviously see the Tottenham team at the weekend. I don't imagine that game will be high scoring. So Romero, perhaps Porro, but I think for that one specifically, Romero. And yeah, the Brighton players are, are definitely options there as as well. And if you're sitting there with, I don't know, Adebayo at Newcastle. No, I'm kidding. Maybe Anthony Gordon or Trips at home to Luton. It's, it's reasonable. So if you went with Isak and stuff, maybe? Isak would be a big doubt. Came off injured first half last night. Okay, don't do that. Uh, on the Sunday... Um, Cole Palmer at home to Wolves probably on paper has one of the better fixtures. Liverpool play Arsenal. Like any of their players at any given time are all quality. So there's no issue with them being your backup captaincy options. But for me, I'll go Palmer, play the fixture, home against Wolves. Yeah, I think offensive Arsenal-Liverpool players perfectly reasonable. In terms of your passing tiers, it'll probably be uh, determined a lot by game state, right? So if Arsenal go 1-0 up early, your chance of hitting a Van Dijk passing tier goes up and vice versa. But then you've also lost a clean sheet to go with that, I think. So, yeah, my intention on Sunday is actually to go with Cole Palmer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, any love for if you buy a West Ham asset tomorrow, Man United away? Could be a consideration. Um, I mean, you know, kind of thinking two steps ahead. What if Palmer got injured tonight? Then I'm probably, I'm probably buying Bowen tomorrow yeah, night, for yeah, example, yeah. And, and having to manoeuvre some different things. Uh, and under that circumstance, yeah, maybe. Yep. I wouldn't fear doing that, Bowen away to uh, Manchester United. I would prefer offensive Arsenal or Liverpool players to that, i.e. Jota, Saka, but not the defensive ones, I don't think. No. Uh, and last but not least, uh, obviously on the Monday, it's going to be a Man City player. Haaland um, will start Monday. And, yeah, it's going to be him. So... That answers that. I'd be very surprised if you didn't. We had four games yesterday. Uh, sorry, five games yesterday, James. Did you want to talk about the tier points? Yeah, and can that do. Kind of thing I mean, we can um, answer some of the old questions on the internet. A, a, a lot of it's not too relevant. Uh, anyone who wa- I only watched the first half of Arsenal last night. Uh, and if anybody else did, it won't be surprised to hear some of these passing numbers from last night. So Zinchenko, 100. Gabriel, 97. Saliba, 86. Ben White, 67. Odegaard, 71. Declan Rice, 72. And there was a tackle tier. 
for Declan Rice as well. Shots here for Gabriel Jesus. There's also a shot here for Tywa Awanyi, who's back, uh, who came on as a half-time substitute for Chris Wood. I mean, the whole of the first half, I've seen that. I've seen Nuno games like that over and over, mate. It's literally just camps on the end of Forest box. But also, Arsenal never looked like scoring in that period either. They did have better opportunities in the second half. From Fulham Everton, Tom Kearney, who was a name I mentioned pre-overhaul, was one to keep an eye on. 97 passes completed last night. And Issa Diop, 79. Now, he went off injured um, with about 15 minutes to go. And Marco Silva said last night that it was concern over him and Raul Jimenez, who went off at half-time, with concern that those injuries might be serious. Uh, Diop was running at towards a pass a minute, basically. Five saves for Jordan Pickford. It was tackled here for Ben Godfrey, who played at right back, and James Garner, who played in midfield. Uh, stunning result, obviously, at Kenilworth Road last night. Shots here for Adebayo, Ogbeni, and Colton Morris. Uh, there was a tackle here for Reese Burke, who came into the team. The only Brighton player to hit Parsons here, Igor Julio, on 60. Lewis Dunk, 50. Van Heck, who played right back, 34. Pascal Gross, 58. So he was nearly there, Pascal Gross. And he did win seven tackles as well. Continues to tick over really nicely. Just a point on Brighton. And a little concern for the weekend from a captaincy perspective, if you're planning it. I think like with Dunk or Gross, if that's your plan, you should be okay. I would not be surprised if he completely rips that team apart Saturday. He's the type to do that. Igor Julio, um, not Igor Julio, sorry, João Pedro is an almost definite sell. Also went off injured last night. Uh, De Zerbi didn't know the status of that at the end of the game, but if you're looking to fund a Brighton player to Manchester City, for example, tonight, and it's a choice of whomever, I would suggest that's probably your one to fund doing it. He's probably unlikely to start on Saturday. So he might rip that team up. James Milner left with a knee brace as well. Ansu Fatty, we think, will be back in the squad at the weekend. So you might get quite a different Brighton team. In terms of system as well, they played a back three at Sheffield United. They changed the system several times during the game last night. And that probably wouldn't have helped. Luton's two goals, Serge, effectively were both in the first minute. Yep. They scored after 20 seconds, then they scored 40 seconds after the restart. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Um, and to be fair, a lot, of, a lot of the Brighton people we know said Luton were absolutely outstanding. And I don't think it's just a one-off in terms of um, the passing tiers versus Luton specifically being low. I think there is something to be said about the tightness of the feel of Kenilworth Road. And if you watched the kickoff of the game last night, the Luton had five players just went and pressed them straight away. They got in their face, they never went and played. The five went and pressed and they accepted that if they beat that, then fine. In the midfield area they could play, but they'd still have to get at Luton's back five in a structured position. And again, it's not a one-off. We, we talked about the Chelsea numbers against Luton when Chelsea won now, that no Chelsea players hit Parsons here. And it being surprised, we've got a couple of games now at Kenilworth Road where this has happened. And that's something to think about, say, when you know, Manchester United go down a couple of weeks, you might be thinking, I want to go Lissandro Martinez for a three for zero. And you could consider that sort of thing. Uh, from Palace, Sheffield United, a uh, few tackle tiers knocking about. Tier twos for Mitchell, Hughes, Ayu, Trusty, Armi Hodzic, and there were 10 tackles won for Vinicius Souza. The only Parsons here was Jockey Manderson, scraped in with 61. Two more than centre back partner Mark Gay. Palace did revert 
to uh, two centre-backs last night in a back four. Obviously, Eze and Elise returned well. Both are doubts for Saturday, having come off injured last night. I imagine if they're at 60-70% fit, the game is so important to Palace that they'll probably play. Eyes on those two ahead of the two Monday night games that Crystal Palace have coming up. Uh, no shots here in that game except for Eze. Sorry, three shots on target. Newcastle were excellent at Villa Park last night. Uh, that, that was their worst away performance last season when, when they got lost 3-0 at Villa and this was their best away performance so far this season and that includes the 8-0 win at Sheffield United. Um, really good, dominated the first half, deserved, deserved their couple of goal lead, tired in the last 20 minutes and if Villa had got the second and Ollie Watkins very nearly did, it was a fractional offside, they'd have shit themselves at the end and I wouldn't have been surprised if it ended a draw. They deserved to win. Esri Concert tier two passing 70. Douglas Louise, 94. John McGinn, a little bit of a rare one, hit tier one passing. There was shots here for Cash and Ollie Watkins. Fabian Scher scored twice from centre-back, obviously got a shot here and very nearly scored a hat-trick as well. Dan Byrne and Bruno Guimaraes in the tackles. Uh, is every chance Anthony Gordon may play through the middle against Luton at the weekend. I don't mind it as a differential captaincy choice if someone's there. Questions on the internet, James? Go. Plenty about Adebayo. Should we move him on? So he about? has been done to death. Uh, and we've also answered the question around if Holland is the bench and De Bruyne starts, you'd go De Bruyne. There is a case to keep him, right? But Adebayo? Yeah. And, and the reason why is there could be the extra fixture against Liverpool. Whoop, whoop. Um, which at the currently as it stands is one less than most teams. There's Sheffield United at home coming up. There's Manchester United at home coming up, which if you're intending to come off your Brighton players, in theory, could give you a different captaincy option. They then obviously blank if the Liverpool game doesn't happen. Then it's Villa at home, which is reasonable actually. Palace away is reasonable. And the Forest game will probably go ahead in the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend and could also obviously therefore be a single game day. So there is a case, but I also think part of that case is holding him pretty long term. Not for me. The reality is, if he'd not scored last night, none of us would be sitting here now thinking, I want to keep hold of that. Uh, it's a stick to the plan for me. It's Newcastle away next. It's a sell. Okie dokie. A couple of goalkeeper questions that I rolled into one. AD Tor, he says he forgot to move Kaminsky on on Sunday, and he got away with it. Who would you move him on to? Uh, Gigi Magpie, future goalkeeping question. Would you rather do Vicario to Edison for the fixture gains or Daisy chain him to Pickford and Jose Saar to cover their single game days? Like my answer to Avi and Senza Kaminsky was Edison and just deal with it. Um, just suck it through because City could keep a lot of clean sheets. <laughs> There's, the a, goalkeeper there, there, there's a case for covering, it. Covering the single game days with goalkeeper daisy chaining is also a perfectly reasonable strategy. I will consider Ariola to Edison on Monday, particularly if I end up buying Bowen tomorrow night. Yeah, because you don't need the captaincy coverage for, uh, for our single game day. And that's because I think it's got really complicated with the City defensive assets. I spent some time looking at it last night. You know, Kanji's fit, Stones is fit. They're all fit. And... It's easy to look at, ah, oh, there's extra games. Yeah, but there isn't. <laughs> Who's going to play all of them? Mm. We already said Cole Walker's played basically every game and most people seem to think he's not going to play tonight, right? Edison probably does play them all and I hate it. But you do also look at that run of fixtures and think, 
God, there will be some clean sheets in there, and it will give you something of it. So, yeah, Edison makes sense. Also, I'm going to guess um, the question said there about moving on to Sunday. So I'm guessing the intention was to move the previous Sunday. So I'm guessing the idea was to go to Areola. So I'm tempted to say also potentially stick Still to that, that as a plan. Tomorrow. Possibly, if you have no intention of going towards Bowen or Kudos, yeah. Alex wants to know if Sky is harder to climb rank than FPL. It feels like he's been stuck around the same rank for weeks. And I resonate with that. Like, I've floated in and around the same rank for, for weeks and months. But the, the, the hockey stick towards the end is way bigger in Sky as players drop off. So, um, I would say try and not to measure your rank necessarily, but measure the distance you are from the top 100 because that's as far as you go down the leaderboard in points. So as much as my ranks fluctuated, my distance from the top 100 in points hasn't fluctuated as much as my rank has fluctuated, which then factors in how many transfers have people got or haven't got on that kind of thing. And that's obviously levelling out now as we get closer towards the season. So I think it is harder definitely for the first two thirds or three quarters of the season, but then the final third is where it can really I mean, I spent make some moves. the majority of the last season ending up at what a rank that I'd be very disappointed with around 2K. Just basically never moves for the whole of the second half of last season. Um, I'm in a position now where I'd been hovering at sort of between 400 and 600 for weeks on end. And Adebayo last night, plus I think Arsenal conceding and Captain Watkins has jumped me up to just under 350. But you could say, you can read into that and go, well, it's the differential that got you there. But I sat here two weeks ago and went, fuck, did I buy him for? Mm. Basically, yeah, yeah. right? So, People have asked for an apology for like, Adebayo. I think you've been singing his name enough, so. Yeah, look, there's my apology. But I, that's just a fluke. It's yeah. <laughs> my honest take on it. So Dale uh, says that he's inside the top 250. He's got over 30 transfers. Good position to be in. Would you sit tight or look to make moves to try and win the game? Well, obviously... Try and win the game, whether or not you want to make moves now. I mean, th- there's the obvious gains with City and Liverpool, and they always do go on a run. But I remember, think, you're going to lose some of that, most likely, over the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. Yeah. So you've got to be a little bit careful here. But then this is down to uh, the last question of the show, but also, I mean, it, oh, it's Dale again. He's asked two questions, because I did hear Paul and Fergie talk about this on on their show Um which was the five for two coming up for City, but also five for threes. And I suppose Fergie's point was the bigger the numbers get, the less he likes it. So three for one, three for zero, cool. Four for two, likes it less than a three for one. Five for three, likes it less than a three for one or a four for two. Six Six for three or seven for four. As soon as the numbers get bigger, you're opening out to a bigger time period where there's way more variables come into play, like will a player play or won't he play? Injuries can affect you. Shorter times period, you have more control over potentially like knowing what may happen. And and I'm in agreement with that. I think it's it's right. But I don't, I don't know if the guys have maybe been misquoted there on the five for two. I I think it was a five for three, if I'm honest with you, that they were talking about. I, I, um, I remember a five for three, and I'm not sure well, where I'm in just, City's. I'm just like City's fifth fixture is the additional game with Brentford, right? And then they'll play Bournemouth next, so it would probably be more like six for threes over a yeah over the. I, th- a, I suppose a, a few of the, the overlying underwriting thing is like the bigger numbers sometimes are less interesting. Yeah. My caveat is though, um, 
I, I don't mind the bigger numbers for the better teams. So if I'm going into City and Liverpool and their long-term holds, then fine, because I've no intention of coming off. And if I get stuck with that player for a while, if he's from one of the better teams, generally I'm going to be happier with that than getting stuck with uh, fodder from, from a lower half of the table team. So um, play it your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there absolutely is. I think what's really important here in terms of how big people go with with City here is firstly consider that everyone's fit that's not to put anybody off going with like a defensive player I said but you know sitting there and going the seven for fours and stuff like that like I mean do you think any Man City defender would play seven games in a row at this period now Champions League restarting as well no no and they're still in the FA Cup no no probably not so your effective numbers there are not so big now if you take Rodri, as an example, could Rodri play all those games? Possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. That's, that's, see, that's a big difference, I think. Um, I think what you need to factor in as well is your exit points. Whatever you go in on City, unless it gets injured, you're not really going to want to move off until, I think, after the Bournemouth game on February the 24th or after the Manchester United game on March the 3rd. And that essentially leaves you moving from City to Wolves, Bowen, Kudos, Tony, or Arsenal. And that's it. Unless you, unless an extra Liverpool game happens, then it would maybe be a case on Wednesday the 21st to go from one of your additional City players to get Salah back, for example, um, on that Wednesday night if he was back in the team. And that might be where the guys were talking maybe... Five for two. That would be uh, a f- from the Brentford game. You'd be looking at sort of like a four for two over Liverpool if you were then investing on Monday night rather than tonight. Because obviously Liverpool played twice before City played their second game. So uh, there's a four for two from Monday night to then go back to Liverpool. But then the Liverpool games you're missing is Burnley at home and Brentford away. So. Whatever, yeah, I wouldn't consider going Van Dyke to, oh, yeah, I know which City defender it is now. Like, I ain't doing that. No, understood. So, Arsenal's the really big one where you can see there, if you, if you want all of that City run, there's seven City games from tonight to Arsenal's four. That's that's big. And then it's and then it's back to Arsenal on the Monday night against Sheffield United. Lovely jubbly. Yeah, that's the questions that we've had in on the internet. If you want to support the show... Uh, which means ad-free uh, podcasts. It means additional shows. It means James Fixture planning spreadsheet. It means um, a Slack community with very active managers, prize leagues, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Head over to patreon.com forward slash planetfpl. We'd love to have you as part of the community over there. Um, yeah, that's, that's all it. I have to add. Uh, ask James stream tomorrow, 11 a.m. UK time. If you want any questions, you're more than welcome to come join in, ask some Sky questions on that. Lovely jubbly. Stay safe. Thank you for tuning in. Look after yourselves. Ciao for now. Thanks, everyone. Good luck. Play it your way. Cue music, please, man child. The Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.